Good morning, and welcome to the Everyman Global Livestream. Thanks for being a part of the Everyman Movement. My name is Greg Monk. I'm a father of five, a husband for the past 30 years, a Marine Corps veteran, and a pastor. I've been doing ministry with Kenny Luck for many years, and I'm honored and humbled to be with you this morning. I want to encourage you to download the notes. Click download notes and follow along with us. Why? Because we want you to teach this at a study, on a Zoom call, with your men's group, or at church. We put the notes together to multiply this men's movement through you. So please, download the notes. Today, we are kicking off part one of a new series called The Guide. In USMC Bootcamp, I was a platoon leader and carried the platoon flag called a guide on. In turn, that made me the guide. The fear of death in combat led me to the feet of the cross and Jesus became the guide of my life. At that moment, I became a soldier for Christ. Over the coming weeks, we're gonna be looking at how God as the God of our lives guides a soldier's identity, a soldier's growth, a soldier's surrender, a soldier's purpose, and a soldier's worth. Most of us want to be good and faithful soldiers, and we know what the opposite of those things are and what they produce. In today's culture, I think Lieutenant Colonel David Grossman sums it up beautifully. He says this, in life, there are wolves, sheep, and sheepdogs. Most of the people in our society are sheep. They are kind, gentle, productive creatures who can only hurt one another by accident. Then there are wolves and the wolves feed on the sheep without mercy. They are evil men in this world and they are capable of evil deeds. The moment you forget that or pretend it is not so, you become a sheep. There is no denial in, in safety and there is no safety in denial. Then there are sheepdogs. They live to protect the flock and, and confront the wolf. A sheepdog is a good soldier, and that's what I strive to be. And that's what I hope you strive to be as well. What is guiding you is what is going to determine what kind of soldier you're going to be. Is media guiding you? Are politics guiding you? Is Hollywood guiding you? Is wealth guiding you? Is pleasure guiding you? Or is God guiding you? Like me, some of you were raised to fend for yourselves. You had poor examples. You had poor guides. Over these next few weeks, I pray that you will come to understand that your origins do not determine your destiny and that you are not alone in your struggle and that pressure reveals your substance so your substance matters. And lastly, that you truly matter to God. Things I say all the time, people call bunkisms. The one I have for you this week is, your character grows greater through adversity, so embrace it. God must be the God of our lives. And today we are talking about a soldier's identity. And the, the best passage I can think of for that is 2 Timothy 2, 1 through 3. It talks about identity as a good soldier of Christ. It says this, you then, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to reliable men who, who will also be qualified to teach others. Join me in suffering like a soldier of Christ Jesus. You guys, this passage is telling us that 
A soldier's identity is, I want you to write this down, strong in grace. We need to be resting in God's grace. That is undeserved favor of God towards us that is only found in Christ Jesus. It gives us a confidence and boldness we can never have when, when thinking God could never use someone like me. The verdict is in men. You are fully loved and you are fully accepted by God. When we fully understand that truth, the opinions from people that we don't even like, they don't matter. Live for an audience of one, the one that created you, not the world. Never forget that as God has shown us grace, we need, we need to show grace to others. This passage also talks about a soldier's identity is, I want you to write this down, spreading the word. It says in this passage, entrust these truths to faithful men. God provides opportunities for us to minister to people, not for us to, to keep these truths to ourselves, but for us to pass them on to others. An essential part of our work as a soldier for Christ is to pour into others what God has given and committed to us. Don't keep it to yourself. God has saved you to serve others. That's why every man exists, to equip men just like you to pass on these truths. You know what? And it's easy. It's easy as you forwarding, forwarding this live stream to another band. Also in this passage, it says, a soldier's identity, write it down, is persevering for God. Persevering? We need to endure hardship as a good soldier. We must take the attitude of a soldier who expects to endure hardship for their cause. No real soldier, at least no good soldier, ever gives up simply because it was difficult. In the same way, if a believer is not willing to endure hardship, they will never accomplish much for Jesus Christ. They will give up as soon as something hard is required of them. Then we cannot fully understand what Jesus said in Matthew 16, 24, that says, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. Here at Everyman, you hear often from Kenny, this is Jesus, Jesus is in you, this is you. I know some of you are going through it right now and you want to just quit. Jesus endured the garden. He was beaten and he went to the cross for you. Jesus is in you. You are a child of God. You will, you will, you will, you will endure like a good soldier. When I think about identity, I think about a story I wrote in my book called The Guide, Survival, Warfighting, Peacemaking, that takes place in Marine Corps boot camp. It's called The Flag. It was uh, the first phase of boot camp um, and it was around the eighth, uh, eighth week. A platoon is made up of guide and four squad leaders. Each squad has 25 or more men. Being a guide is no joke. You are handpicked by the DIs, drill instructors, and you become the liaison between them and the platoon. You have to motivate the recruits in your platoon to do what you say. If it doesn't happen, or someone in the platoon makes a mistake, they don't punish that person. They punish the guide with bends and thrusts up and down. I would do those for five or 10 minutes or until a pool of sweat formed before they stopped me. They would just let me go. This would happen at least four to eight times a day, some days more. Very quickly, your fellow recruits build up tremendous respect for you because you're paying for their mistakes. If you're not a good leader, 
They will frag you, meaning they will kill you. Or in this case, not do what you say. So you are removed as the guide of the platoon. I was always a follower my whole life. I didn't even realize I was a leader until I was given a chance. As I mentioned earlier, as the guide, you also carry the platoon flag called a guide on. It represents the platoon and it was with me 24 seven, even when I slept. It was in a holder on the side of the bed. The DI said they would see me uh, hand holding the guide on while I was sleeping at night. Crazy. Drill is very important in boot camp and you do it every day. It's marching as a platoon on a massive parade deck the size of two football fields. It teaches you how to work with each other. It teaches you discipline. As the guide, you are alone at the platoon's front carrying the guide on. You are directly in front of the right squad leader. You have to be very proficient at drill. As you set the cadence and the direction of the platoon, as the DI calls out commands and sings cadence, the squad leaders are following you, and in turn, the platoon is following the squad leaders. I picked up drill fast. It was one of the many reasons I was named the guide. 80 plus guys move as one. Their turns, steps, and heels clicking seamlessly together. When a drill instructor calls out a command, everyone responds immediately. It was incredibly motivating when the DIs would sing cadence while we were marching long distances. One day, nothing we did on the parade deck made the drill instructors happy. They were so pissed off at us. They, they made us unbutton our shirts all the way, um, um, unroll our long sleeves, and unblouse our pant legs. You see, not buttoning your top button, rolling your sleeves, and blousing your pant legs was a huge phase three privilege. That was earned. So you didn't look like a phase one recruit. They also made us pull down our covers to the bridge of our nose. At this stage in boot camp, this was very upsetting as we put a lot of work and earned all of those things and did not want to look like newbie recruits, for sure. On top of all this, they made me roll up the flag portion of the guide on, which had our platoon number on it, and bind it with blousing bands we used to blouse our pant legs. I don't know if it was planned or if the drill instructors were just having a bad day. I think it was part of their plan to bring us back to reality so that we didn't get too cocky as phase three recruits. So we finished getting ourselves looking like newbie recruits and we started drilling again. But it didn't matter how good we did. It didn't matter at all. It was all bad. As we were drilling, we were getting yelled at constantly. You are the worst platoon I've ever had. You are a disgrace to the Marine Corps. You don't deserve to be Marines. I wouldn't take you to fight a bunch of elementary school kids. The Marines who gave up their lives for freedom are rolling in their graves. You're a bunch of wussies and every other expletive you can imagine. The head drill instructor finally yelled, halt, stop, stop, stop. Left face, and we all turned left face, facing the head drill instructor. Enough of this crap, he said. Maybe I picked the wrong guide. We are going to the pit. We all said, oh crap, internally, because we knew what that meant. Right face, double time, which means run. The cadence rang out, we're running, going to the pit now. Oh yeah, give me some PT. Good for you, good for me. Oh yeah, here we go. You can do it, going to the pit now. The whole platoon was yelling at the top of their lungs as we ran to the pit. The pit is a, a large sand pit the size of half a football field. It has the finest, deepest sand of any sand I've ever felt. 
We ran right into the pit of despair. We stopped, did a left face, and all the DIs were in front of us. They told us to, to spread out and yelled at me to come front and center of the platoon. The, the head DI said, since you don't want to drill pop properly, we will be here until you guys grow a pair of balls and start acting like Marines. Guide, secure the guide on. I took the guide on and I, I shoved it into the sand a few feet in front of me. All right, 2025, it's time to pay. Jumpy jacks starting now, go. One thing you learn quickly in boot camp is that DIs can't count. Somewhere down the line, they missed a couple of numbers in their education. The, the, DI, the DIs were yelling and they said, now move to leg lifts, 10, seven, four, two, one, move, move. As soon as we got into the leg lift position, he said, now move to push-ups in 10, six, three, one, move, move. As soon as we got into the, to the push-up position, he said, now move to sit-ups in 10, five, two, move, move. As soon as we, we got into the sit-up position, he said, move to bends and thrust in 10, five, one, move, move. All of us were thinking, man, he counts fast. What happened to the rest of the numbers? We couldn't get to the new positions fast enough. After about 20 minutes, there was a, a cloud of sand floating in the air. We were sweating so badly and sand was in every orifice of our bodies. It was hard to breathe, but no matter how bad something is, they have to feed you. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner in boot camp. So, so no matter how bad you were getting worked, they were up against chow time. Lucky us. Whenever I felt like I wanted to quit, I always reminded myself that they have to feed you. It's amazing how much that helped. After about 45 minutes, the lead DI yelled, stop, 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 attention. We, attempt, we attempted to, to straighten up, our feet positioned at a 45 degree angle, chest out, putting on a face of confidence, and our arms at our sides, thumbs down, pointing down on the outside seams of our camos. All of us were breathing <laughs> and we couldn't get enough air in. It was, like, it was like we had been held underwater for two minutes and we finally came up for air gasping. <sighs> they gave us a minute, guys were crying and throwing up. It was hell. The ninja instructor did something that has marked me for the rest of my life. He grabbed the guide on and held it over his head. He unbound the flag so that you could see the red triangle flag blowing in the light breeze with the, with the yellow numbers, 2025. He said, you guys are the worst platoon I have ever been associated with, seen or led. You're an embarrassment to the United States Marine Corps and to me. I was already starting to get mad. He went on to say, in fact, you're so bad, you don't deserve to have a flag. With the guy down up over his head, with both hands on it, he brought it down as hard as he could on his knee. The guy down pulled broken half. I know it's dramatic, but something broke in me. This had been a new start for me. This is a new life. This was my future, a new identity. I was full of commitment to my country, the Marine Corps, and my, and my platoon. As the DI threw the two pieces of the guide on the ground, I, inst I, inst I instinctively just lunged for the flag. The DI said, as you were, guide, get back to attention. Did I even tell you to move right there? Then he said, come here, guide. Since you love this flag so much, lay down by it on your back. I laid down by it with my head right next to the flag. The DI arranged the flag so it was fully laid out on the sand. The numbers 2025 were in full display next to my head. The DI then yelled at the whole platoon to line up in a single file line. There we were, platoon 2025 in the pit. The guide on, 
on the ground, lying next uh, to the platoon's broken flag. And 80 guys lined up. Then the drill instructor said, since you don't care about your platoon, I want everyone to walk by the flag and spit on it. What did he just say? I thought everyone had a look of confusion. I was full of anger. Did I not make myself clear, said the DI, spit on the flag. The first guy looking at the disgust in my eyes actually spat on the flag. Since my face was by the flag, some of the spit landed on my face. Believe it or not, most of the guys spat on the flag because they were afraid of what the DIs would do if they didn't. Some of them even sucked back a couple of times to make sure they had enough spit to get out. <sighs> some guys did it twice if they missed. As each guy came forward, I stared them with crazy eyes that said, I'm gonna kill you if you spit on this flag. I even spoke through my teeth, don't do it, don't do it a few times. The squad leaders and three other recruits were the only ones who did not spit on the flag. The other drill instructors pull aside the ones who didn't spit on the, the flag and continued working them in the pit. Everyone came through. And after spitting on the flag, they got into formation behind the DIs. The head DI ordered all the recruits who did not spit on the flag to stop and fall into formation. The DI then said, guide, stand at attention. I stood up and already a little emotional of the rage in me and there was spit dripping all over my face just like I'm spitting now. And it was all over my shirt and face or spit all over me. The head DI came up close to my face and the other DIs lined up behind me. The DI said in a powerful, soft, but direct voice, right in my face, spit on the flag guide. I stared at him with contempt and said in a passionate, strong, but not too loud voice, no, sir. The DI was a little louder now. What the hell did you say to me? I said, spit on the flag guide. I was full of pride and passion. There was no way I was gonna spit on the flag, no matter what they did to me. A little louder now, I said, no, sir. Looking very upset with me, the head DI said, guide, I'm not playing around here. Spit on the flag. The other DIs, now they, they put their hands on my shoulders and they put their, their knees on the back of my knees. Then they forced me, forced me to my knees right in front of the 2025 platoon flag. Now I was on my knees and he said, yelling now, spit on the flag guide. I was in tears, full of rage and pride. I yelled, no, sir. Then he bent down toward me with the other DIs pushing the back of my head. I, 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 have, I have given you a direct order guide. I will court-martial your sorry butt for the, for the live stream. Spit on the flag guide. I was full of anger. I was so enraged that they were forcing me to do this. Tears were running down my cheeks. I yelled out as loud as I could, no sir, I won't spit on the flag, our platoon, our family, our corps, and our country. No sir, I won't spit on the flag no matter what you do. Kick me back to the brig, Kick me, take me, I don't care. No sir, I won't do it. He grabbed me by the chest with both hands and started to pick me up with the other DIs. He was excited like a proud father. That's why you're guide. That's why you're guide. I, I picked up the two pieces of the 2025 platoon flag. It felt like I had just scored a touchdown. I was so excited in the big game. I was so pumped up. The other DIs were patting me on the back. It was, it was a moment for all of us. The, the head DI went on to berate those who had not dared to stand up against the potential adversity that, that, that they would have received from the DIs. As I stood there in front of the platoon, pacing back and forth, just pumped up, and this, this adrenaline and this anger going in me. I just pointed at them with the broken flag. 
I held up our guide on and said, this is our flag, this is our family. Oorah! They all shouted as one, Oorah! On that day, I learned that sometimes you need to stand up for what you know is right, rather than just following orders and doing what you're told. If you are wondering what Oorah means, it is the Marine battle cry used at, at various times when we are motivated and is often used in place of clapping or cheering or anytime we get excited. It is literally the calling card for our identity as a Marines and as Marines. Identity is a way to, to be, to believe and to behave. I was becoming a Marine, but that wasn't my truest identity. Many identities are noble, Marine, guide, soldier, doctor, lawyer, teacher, coach, mother, father, grandpa, and so many more. Many identities are destructive, alcoholic, drug addict, liar, cheater, failure, adulterer, and so many more. Or maybe, maybe you've just been hurt by life circumstances and they're defining you. I would say, don't let life circumstances define who you are. In the end, there is only one identity that truly matters, and that is, I am a man of God. You cannot control who your family is, and the ones you love will at some point let you down. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians, when I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up childish ways. This is a call for boys to become men. You know what, guys, what's confusing to people in our lives is the immaturity in our character. Immaturity to maturity is a process for all of us. But in the school of life, there are defeats and losses that can stunt your maturity. Maturity is a process that continues until the day we die, constantly letting go of childish ways. We need to understand that no matter what type of situation we grew up in, there is a helper, there's a good father in heaven that, that loves you. The Bible says in Psalm 10, 14, but you, God, see the trouble of the afflicted. You consider their grief and take it in hand. The victims commit themselves to you and you are the helper of the fatherless. God knows what you're going through and you can cast your cares on him. Men, that means that you can, take it, you, can, you can take him for what he says. You can talk to him about everything. It also means you can trust him. He won't abandon you. He won't hurt you or he or he'll show up and he won't touch you inappropriately. I know it may be hard to believe in God, the God who created you, but the alternative to that is pain and destruction. If you want to step into your destiny as a man of God, then you need to surrender your life to God. I'm gonna say that again. If you wanna step into your destiny as a man of God, you need to surrender your life to God. You need to humble yourself and receive Christ Jesus as your savior. How do you perceive yourself? It's important that, that you understand that you are a man of God. You know what, Kenny Luck always says, whatever commands my identity commands my energy and my energy commands my expression. Right in, identity, energy, expression. We see the progression in the passage today in talking about a soldier's identity. In 1 Timothy, it says this in verses 6, 11 through 12. But you, man of God, flee from, free from all this and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. Fight the good fight of the faith. Take hold of the eternal life to what you were called when you made your good confession in the presence of many witnesses. 
You know, in this passage, it's talking about our identity equals, write this down, man of God. The first one there, identity equals man of God. A man of God is, is who we are. And as men of God, we are commanded to be different from those who live for temporary feelings, riches, and material wealth in the world. Being a man of God is living out your truest identity. Because you're a man of God, you're going to act differently. You're going to think differently. The lie we tell ourselves is that we can live a blended life in the world. We need to be in the world, but not of the world. This passage also talks about energy equals, write this down, fight the good fight. Fighting the good fight of faith is, is doing it God's way, is going God's way against the flow of this world. It won't be easy. Man, what does that mean to fight for God? That we need to have a love for God and people. We need to, we need to fight against the flow of culture. Therefore, we have to have a soldier's determination. God calls us to be fighters, but to fight the good fight of faith a fight where some may lose a battle here and there, but we will carry on the fight with great determination until the war is over. When is that? When we step into eternal life in heaven. We are drafted into this war. In the passage, it says, to what you were also called, but we also volunteered. In the passage, it says, when you made the good confession, when you said yes to Jesus in the presence of many witnesses, we have to understand both to set our thinking right for the fight. You guys, God has called us and we've also been chosen. What also it says in that passage is expression equals righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. Instead of pride and riches, we are to make these things our pursuit. Righteousness, godliness, Faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. These are the things which are, which are often va not valued in our culture, but they are very valuable to God. The challenge is to leave some things and to follow hard after other things. That is directed to everyone who would be a man of God, as opposed to being a man of this world. People are going to see your expression as a transformed man for Christ. You're more righteous. You're more godly. You have more faith. You love more. You en endure life's challenges and you're more gentle. Men, whatever commands my identity commands my energy and my energy commands my expression. We have an obligation to serve the creator who gives us life. The denial of God as creator has done unspeakable damage in our culture. Some of the biggest damage has come from the simple fact that many people no longer believe they have a creator they must honor and be accountable to. Your truest identity is not what you do, what you have accomplished, what social economic group you were born into, or what pain you have experienced. Your truest identity is that you are the son of the most high God, the creator of the universe, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You are a man of God. That is your true identity and live it out like a good soldier. Your truest identity is being a good soldier for Jesus Christ, being a man of God. And I just wanna pray for you right now. I wanna pray a blessing over you that God would move powerfully in your life. Would you pray with me? Lord, I thank you so much for this morning, Lord God. I thank you for your word. Lord, I, I thank you for the life that you have written 
Lord, for my life, Lord, where you have taken me and what you pulled me from. Thank you for you for your salvation, God. Lord, I pray for each and every man here. Lord God, that Lord God, that we would understand our true identity as a man of God. Lord God, that we would focus our energies towards and fighting against this culture and this world, Lord God. For you, that we would live for an audience of one, Lord God. Not worrying about what people think, but worrying about what you think, Lord. Lord, and I pray that, Lord, as we, as we understand we're a man of God, and Lord God, as we are fighting the good fight, Lord God, that you would, that you would do a work in us, Lord God, that you would transform us, that you would help us to be more righteous and, and more godly and more gentle, Lord God, that you would help us to endure. Lord, I pray all these things over each and every man here. Lord, would you protect them? Would you watch over them? Lord, for those that don't know you, I pray that they would draw closer to you. And for those that do know you, Lord God, I pray that you would strengthen their faith, Lord God, that they would walk boldly with you as a man of God. Lord, our truest identity is in you, and we thank you for that. Thank you for adopting us as your sons, Lord God. Thank you that we are able to be men of God. Lord, we love you, and we give you our lives. In Jesus' name we pray, we all said, amen. Amen. Man, it's so good to be with you this morning. And you know what? If you're an active or inactive military, or know of a soldier or a veteran, I want to ask you to do two things for me right now. First is, I want you to forward a link to this live stream right now to every man that you know, especially those that serve and have served in our military. And secondly, I wrote a book called The Guide, Survival, Warfighting, Peacemaking, and it's coming out in November 2022. It's a book about the crazy, funny, sad, and moving stories that is my life, some of which I'm sharing with you now in this series. Click the link to my website below, gregmonk.net, to pre-order your copy today. Join us next week for part two of the guide series where we'll discuss a soldier's growth and how we grow spiritually as men of God. Never forget, man of God, that God loves you and so do I.